Today on CityCast Philly, it's a new year and a new state legislative agenda. What's on the docket in Harrisburg this session? It's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. City Cast Philly political contributor Denise Clay Murray, welcome back. Hey, Trinae, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And it's already, we're just a few, a few days in this new year, and it's already interesting political news. Let's start with the state house. Last week, our state lawmakers named a new speaker. Will having Speaker Mark Rossi make any meaningful changes to the state house? Well, it depends on who you ask. Now, Rossi says he's going to be an independent speaker, meaning that he's not going to caucus with either party. If you ask the Republicans who currently have a slight edge in the state legislature, it won't because they believe that they should be still setting the agenda as to what bills come out um, for passage. But um, Rossi, is he's, he's still a registered Democrat, right? Yes, he is a registered Democrat, but he ended up being kind of a compromise candidate. While the Democrats technically have control of the state house, they don't in actuality just yet. And that's because Summer Lee, who is now a congresswoman, also ran for her state house office and won. And also Austin Davis, who is about to become the lieutenant governor, ran for his state house seat and won. So you have those two people that they have to have special elections for. On top of that, another member of the legislature died before he could be taken off the ballot, but he still won his seat despite being dead. So there's three special elections that they have to have. And right now, Republicans are suing to have these special elections delayed until May. But Rozzi and the Democrats have already set them for February so that these three seats can be filled. But what I'm going to be looking for is what happens once those special elections are held, because the original plan for Democrats was to make Joanna McClinton the first black woman to be Speaker of the House. But she didn't have the votes this time around. So it's going to be interesting to see if after the special election, Rozzi is still the Speaker of the House. So, Denise, I'm just curious, like, how this actually all works out. Like, could an independent lawmaker create bipartisan support on issues? Well, technically, yeah, he probably could. But to say that that's definitely going to happen means that you're totally dismissing the dysfunctionality of the Pennsylvania legislature. While there are not as many rock-ribbed, hardcore Republicans as there were prior to the November elections, there is still a significant amount of them there. And whether or not they're going to be willing to compromise, even with an independent speaker, nobody knows. Because like I said, you have this group of people who aren't actually in charge saying we're still in charge. And if they can't you know, figure out how to make that work, I, I don't know where the room for compromise is, but it would be nice to see some compromise because there are some real issues that the citizens of Pennsylvania really need them to pick up and do something with. 
Yeah, and some of those key issues that state lawmakers might be focusing on this session has to do with protecting abortion rights in the state. That was really important to a lot of voters in the last election cycle. Do you think that that will continue to be a hot button issue in the legislature? Well, prior to the end of the legislative session, before the midterms, there was this omnibus set of congressional amendments that Republicans passed including one that would basically tell the legislature that you can't pass a, a, a law that says you have a right to an abortion. And it's going to be interesting to see if this omnibus set of uh, amendments even gets voted out. That said, if someone were to try and pass a law banning the right to choose for women in Pennsylvania, basically Tom Wolf, who said he would veto such legislation, is going to be replaced by Josh Shapiro, who said he would veto such legislation. So it's going to be interesting to see if the amendment even gets passed out Mm -hmm. of the legislature. Another issue that gets talked a lot about in our state has to do with inflation and minimum wage. Do you know if any of the new lawmakers have plans to tackle that, Denise? It would be nice if they did, but I haven't heard anything about it yet. And and the thing is, $7.25 an hour, you can't live on that anywhere, much less Pennsylvania. So having among the lowest minimum wages outside of the American South in the country is really something the legislature should tackle. But I haven't heard that they're going to do that yet. And it may require pressure on the part of voters to say to their legislators, you know, we need you to take this on because I went out and bought eggs a couple of days ago. (laughs) It was, you know, it was baking season for the holidays and Mm -hmm. you need eggs to do that. I have never paid $6 for a dozen eggs in my life until last week. And I'm sitting there as I'm looking at this $6 carton of eggs and I'm saying to myself, there has to be a better way. And the thing is, I could afford that because I'm not making $7.25 an hour. But if you're making $7.25 an hour and your kids like scrambled eggs, this could be problematic because you are basically taking an hour of your salary and buying eggs with it. What about gun laws? Do you predict we'll see new legislation come out to curb the rising rates of gun violence? It would be interesting to see what happens after the special elections for the House in that realm, because as the way the House of Representatives is set up now, it's kind of a non-starter. And even if it does, even even with the special elections, I'm not sure how much of a non-starter it's going to stop being, because What Harrisburg has kind of let you know through what it has done in terms of preempting places like Philadelphia from doing their own gun laws that would, you know, restrict the number of guns that you're allowed to purchase in a given year, which would make it so you have to use ID to get ammunition or, or any of the number of things like even mandating that you have to let the police know when your gun is lost or stolen, there doesn't seem to be any interest in that. And what's really sad is that if you're not going to address the root causes of violence, which are things like poverty and 
lack of education and things like that with, you know, the billions of dollars that you got from the American Rescue Plan. If you kind of have to wonder, then what are you willing to do about this other than complain about it? And you mentioned like Democrats are poised to have a razor thin majority in the state house. Another Democrat, Pennsylvania Governor-elect Josh Shapiro, he'll be sworn in later this month. Do you think that having his leadership, does that mean that there is a greater chance for bills to get across the finish line because you've got one party with more control? Well, he'll have a slightly better way to go than Tom Wolf did. And, and what's going to be interesting is to see when that happens with the budget process. And that was where Republicans in the House in particular and Tom Wolf, the outgoing governor, that's where they always had their conflict because Wolf wanted to spend more money on stuff that folks didn't necessarily want to spend more money on. And, and he also wanted to increase taxes on people that people didn't want to increase taxes on, like people who operate, say, natural gas plants or who are fracking in the state. But it's going to be interesting to see what kind of influence Shapiro has. Now, one of the things that Shapiro has working for him that Tom Wolf didn't necessarily is that he had already run statewide for something. He was the attorney general and he won two terms as attorney general. So the people who may not have really been all that willing to work with Tom Wolf, have already shown that they can work with him, especially since he's the state's lead law enforcement person. That's probably going to help him in a lot of places because a lot of the folks that are in the state house are also your more law and order types. So he might have an advantage that Tom Wolf didn't. There's also a lot of first-time lawmakers joining the legislature this year. Denise, do you think that that will make any difference in the work that's being done? I think so, because anybody benefits from new voices. I mean, you look at Philadelphia City Council. You've got new voices. You've got people who haven't been there before. And because of that, the city's mantra of that's the way we've always done it doesn't necessarily apply because these people don't necessarily know the way you've always done it. It's the same thing for the state. You have people who are going to be bringing in new perspectives and new ways of looking at things. And while they may be freshmen and not have as much power as, you know, people who have been there longer, that perspective is going to have to be listened to because that perspective is also connected to voters. Denise, what else are you watching closely at the beginning of this session? This budget process is going to be interesting because there's a $10 billion surplus that the state is sitting on because of the American Rescue Plan. And it's going to be interesting to see how much of that money Josh Shapiro is going to try to get into the budget and whether or not that money is going to translate into anything for the, particularly for education, because Pennsylvania hasn't truly funded its educational mandates in decades. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be more education funding. Also, folks might want to keep an eye out in the Senate because the impeachment hearings for Larry Krasner are supposed to start this month. But Commonwealth Court has come in and said that 
what you're trying to impeach him for doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. So it's going to be interesting to see if those hearings come off. Very interesting. CityCast Philly political contributor Denise Clay Murray, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Meek Mill, Kevin Hart, and Michael Rubin will donate $7 million in scholarships to Philly area private schools. According to the Inquirer, the money will support low-income students at private institutions in the 2023-2024 school year. And their contribution will go towards laptops, tablets, and Wi-Fi connections. And this week, more than 40 Chinatown organizations formed an official coalition to oppose the Sixers Arena proposal. According to Billy Penn, the group known as the Chinatown Coalition to Oppose the Arena will also get support from the Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund. And coalition leaders said they surveyed area businesses who also opposed the arena. The plans would place it in a section of the Fashion District Mall, but would impact some businesses in Chinatown. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you liked our chat on state politics, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. And also, I say also too much. Oh, my God.